Jack.com podcast season 6 episode 18 MS Flight review uh, that's right the game MS Flight has come out and this is supposedly the next iteration in the Microsoft Flight Simulator franchise um, I'm not gonna I'm gonna try not to spoil my thoughts until we actually get into this here uh, but you can download it for free it's a free game yes free uh, expansion packs cost money, but the game itself is free, uh, and generally speaking, free is good, uh, so if you want to download it and see for yourself, don't want to take my word for it, uh, feel free, uh, the website to do it is microsoftflight.com, that's M-I-C-R-O-S-R-O-S-O-F-T flight.com, if you do want to check it out. Uh, the review is coming up here in just a minute, so stay tuned. This is the KnickknackJack.com podcast, season 6, episode 18, Microsoft Flight Review. Stand by. Alright, so I'm going to give a little background here, uh, both both personal and otherwise. Um, I've been a Microsoft Flight Simulator enthusiast uh, since about 1998. I think I started things out actually with the um, Sierra Flight Simulator. I can't remember the name of it right off the top of my head. Uh, but I went from the Sierra Flight Simulator to Microsoft, Microsoft Flight Simulator 98 then 2000, then 2002, then 2004, and then X, and now uh, Flight. Now, um, the thing with Flight is it wasn't just naturally the next iteration in the Flight Simulator uh, development process. Uh, Microsoft Game Studios, Asus at the time, was actually working on a product called... um, Flight Simulator 11, um, and I will, you know, provide full disclosure here, I know some of the people on the team uh, that were working on Flight Simulator 11, um, and coincidentally, I know the person in charge of um, the product that became Microsoft Flight, um, and, you know, I, I really... Based on the what the, what the product is, um, I played it now for about an hour and a half um, here on my PC. It's fairly simple to download. You just go to MicrosoftFlight.com, uh, download free download, um, and you just wait for it to install. And um, you can. It seems like you can sign in with your Windows Live ID. Uh, and get extra content, but uh, every time I've tried to do that, it's asked me for a uh, serial uh, number, and well, since the game's free, and you just download it off the internet, um, there's no serial number, so uh, that's flaw number one, I can't log in with my Windows Live ID, so failure there, Um, and then, uh, you know, now we're actually looking at the game content, um, the scenery uh, does not render real, real well on my machine, uh, which is no surprise because my machine's 
um, you know, two years old and not in the best uh, shape. It's an i3, uh, four gigs, I think, um, onboard video, so that's probably why it looks like crap. So uh, I'm not going to go criticizing the flight team for making the game look like crap when it's actually my computer being a piece of crap. Um, so I'm not going to criticize there. Um, but I can criticize when it comes to actual gameplay, uh, because this is nothing like the experience that you got, uh, when you ran pretty much every other, uh, Microsoft, Microsoft flight product or flight simulator product, uh, in the past. Basically in the past, um, you'd get, you know, you'd pay 50, $60, uh, for your flight simulator package, which, in the defense of flight, this is free, so, you know, no 50 or $60, I'm very glad of that, um, but in the past, you'd pay 50 or $60, you'd install a flight simulator, it would take forever, and then you'd get up and run it, and, you know, default-wise, you'd be in, um, you know, decently, uh, replicated 172, not a great 172, but, you know, a 172 that gave you some idea of what it was like to fly a 172. Um, and I can say I know what it's like to fly a 172 because I fly 172s, uh, whenever I get the chance to do with, to do that with, uh, flight lessons and whatnot. So, um, you know, I can say it's a fairly decent model of the 172, something that you would expect to come with a, with a product. Um, you know, not too impressive, but it would, but it worked and you could, you could fly around and, uh, take off and land and, uh, you know, pretty much do whatever you wanted. And if you were inclined to play missions, um, there were certain activities or scenarios, uh, that the designers set up for you and you can go out there and complete the, um, scenarios and the activities and, um, it was entertaining. Um, and then if you really wanted to go further, you could go forth and download, uh, 30 party kind third party content. Uh, and the third party content gets, uh, really extreme, really intense. Uh, the third party content gets to the point where, um, you know, you've got a hardware stick, or, a, you know, a yoke, something to steer the airplane with, a set of rudder pedals, and, um, you know, you're spending several hundred dollars a month on third-party add-ons. Um, so, and this is the world that I live in. Uh, this is what I end up doing with Flight Simulator. Um, you know, my average add-on for Flight Simulator costs 50 or 60 bucks. Um, it's got, uh, you know, realistic detailed simulation, um, you know, real-world based navigation systems, real-world simulated Garmin units, the GPS units. Um, You know, it's very, very detailed. Um, And I wouldn't expect Microsoft to come out with a product that is going to be tailored to me because I understand that I am a small part of the market. Um, I think the hardcore market share of the flight simulator um, audience is, you know, maybe five, ten percent of the audience, something like that. Um, so, I mean, it's not a huge percentage. Um, 
you know, so it makes sense that we have to turn to third-party developers to take what Microsoft releases and add on to it and to make it better. Um, the thing about Flight, though, is uh, Microsoft has taken an approach now that um, takes the long-standing loyalty of me as an FS Flight Simulator guy and pretty much shoots it right in the foot. Um, to, to start with, this game, while it's free, um, is almost entirely mission-based. Um, and instead of having the whole world to play with, you've got Hawaii to play with. Uh, Hawaii is relatively small. There's, you know, I mean, it, it's pretty to look at, but really there's not much there. Uh, not very many airports to play with. Um, you know, it's just not very interesting at all. Um, and the missions they have you play through, um, they have you play with an icon, which is an interesting aircraft. Um, I would, for the record, um, like to see someone like Carinado, uh tackle the icon once it is actually flying um, and get it out there for FSX or X-Plane or something like that, uh, because I do want to see how this airplane flies. Um, in Flight Simulator, though, or in, in Flight Simulator, geez, um, in flight, though, it's um, a real basic aircraft. It doesn't it doesn't fly very realistically at all. It doesn't feel right at all. Um, and again, I say this from the perspective of a student pilot. Um, you know, I have five hours in an airplane in airplanes. Uh, one hour in the Tomahawk. One hour. No, sorry. One hour in the Tomahawk. Half hour in the uh, one fifty two. And the remainder of the time, three and a half hours in 172s. Um, so, I mean, I know what I'm talking about when I say this, um, you know, this game, you know, it doesn't feel like you're flying an airplane. Um, and they start you with the external view. So, you're trying to fly the airplane from the outside. Um, and I don't know, I don't know, it's a bit like... Um, you know, a model railroader uh, type setup, I guess. You know, if you get this idea in your head and it's like, okay, how am I going to run a train from outside the train? Um, you know, you have to guess what your altitude is going to be or what your speed would be if we're going with the train metaphor. Um, you know, you you guess at a, at a lot of what's going on because you, can't, you aren't actually sitting inside the cab. Uh, and the same sort of thing happens with uh, the initial mission where you're outside of the airplane. You can't actually see what's going on. You can't actually see really where you're flying to. Um, and you just have to guess. And um, I, I struggled for a long time um, with trying to map my yoke and rudder pedals properly. Uh, finally got that going right. Um... And, you know, I am pleased to see that uh, on some of the later missions, you do actually end up with a 3D cockpit to plan. Uh, and, you know, if, if I apply left rudder uh, and I look in the 3D virtual cockpit, it's actually reflected that left rudder is being applied. So that much they got right. Um, but, 
you know, again, when I apply the rudder versus the aileron, uh, it doesn't feel right. Uh, you, you know, the, you end up apply, applying enough left rudder, uh, it just automatically applies left aileron. Uh, it's like, no, 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 no. Um, and I mean, the missions in and of themselves, um, you know, they, they do a little bit better job of critiquing your flying skills than, say, uh, the missions in FSX did. Um, so, I mean, in that sense, you know, whatever scripting they're using, and I'm assuming it's just a basic uh, object placement tool and some XML that they're using, um, because that's what they were using for the uh, mission creation in FSX, and that's what they wanted to use for the mission creation in uh, the Train Simulator sequel. Um, so that's that's what I'm assuming that they're using is some sort of XML mission-based system. Um, so, I mean, it's gotten better at detecting, okay, how hard was that landing? Um, you know, was that was that actually on the center line or not? You know, it's get, it's gotten a little bit better at, at that sort of stuff, so that's good. Um, but the missions, um, you know, they don't really do a lot for teaching you how to fly. Um, I, you know, they do get get some credit in that, um, you know, they're generally talking about realistic things. Um, you know, landing is primarily speed. Uh, pitch power trim uh, really is the basis for landings. Um, and I mean, I'm not going to talk too much about that because I'm not a landing expert. I really need to work on my landings. But um, I can say I've landed a real aircraft several times. Um, you know, I'll, I'll grant you with, with flight instructor help, but I've done it several times. Um, and I don't get the same feeling out of the actual experience, um, or any variance of that feeling, um, when I do the same action in flight. And I feel like, uh, you know, my controls, I, I'm, it's like an arcade game. Um, you know, it's, it's like you would go in, uh, to play pole position, you know, comparing pole position to actual driving. Uh, that's the flight experience that I'm getting from Microsoft Flight. Uh, it just doesn't feel right at all. Um, you know, it feels very arcadey. Um, and, you know, they do give you rewards and achievements, and they're using the, the Xbox Live system, and it seems like trying to get you to go in that particular direction, uh, with their content, but, you know, it holds no appeal for me, um, I have absolutely no interest in, um, buying their add-ons, and buying the expansion aircraft, um, you know, I'd be happy to buy a Stearman or, um, an Icon in, um, uh, from Carnado for FSX or X-Plane, um, but I have absolutely no interest in buying this, um, for Microsoft Flight, um, and honestly, I think, um, for all the work that Microsoft put into this, um, and based on the credits, and based on the people working on it, some of the people, again, which I know, um, and respect, um, you know, I know they worked hard on this, um, I have no doubt of, doubt of that, um, and I would like to think that, um, you know, 
this this project, the scope of this project, um, was given to them. They didn't get to decide, um, you know, that this was going to be an arcadey feel game for everybody and their mother. Um, that's what I really want to believe. I'm, you know, maybe that's me by being naive and stupid. Um, you know, maybe maybe I just haven't seen the light. Maybe I just don't, you know, wanting something more than what is there from the Microsoft team. But, um, I don't know. I honestly, as much as I have mixed feelings for Microsoft, um, you know, having, having been a victim, um, as much of the layoffs at Asus as anybody who was employed at Asus when the massive layoff occurred several years ago. Uh, Asus was the team that was developing uh, another train simulator and Flight Simulator 11, who, who promptly got canned um, when the entire Asus Studios was shut down. Um, and then they came back and did Flight, and obviously um, that wasn't... Um, you know, they might as well not have done it, um, honestly. Uh, from from what I can see, because I don't I don't think uh, this product's going to be engaging enough for the average gamer to want to pick up. Um, you know, because it's just oh, there's no guns. Uh, I got an airplane and I'm gonna fly around uh, windmills. Uh, no, the average gamer is not going to be too interested in that. Uh, no matter how many how pretty the scenery is, uh, if you want to engage the average gamer. Uh, you're going to have to have some sort of combat combat element to it. Uh, now, if you were to have a simple game like this, and you had an F-16 that was relatively easy to fly, and you could shoot at things, then yeah, that might work. Um, but the way it is, um, I don't know what Microsoft was thinking. Because um, this is just not what anyone wants. Um, this is not something that anybody that I'm aware of would enjoy. Um, you know, my brother, when it comes to Flight Simulator, thinks what I do is boring. Um, and that makes sense, because I'm really into the hardcore end of it, and that make, you know, makes sense. That's, he would find that boring. Um, but I guarantee you, he's not going to find um, flying around... Uh, waypoints in the space or balloons in the air any more interesting. Um, so, unfortunately, I think you can chalk this up as a major, um, major disappointment for Microsoft. Um, they can fix it if they wanted to. They could fix it. Uh, my suggestions for fixing it would be uh, refine the engine a little bit, uh, use the same technology that you used when you made FSX and all the previous flight simulators and uh, get the whole world out there, get all the airports out there, get the navigation um, infrastructure back um, and create a mission system that lets people explore and learn, that lets people who might have a passing curiosity about aviation actually learn a little bit about aviation and makes them that much more likely to go down to their local flight school and say, hey, I'd like to figure out, uh, you know, try, try a flight lesson. Because uh, to me, that's the best thing you can hope for 
from a flight simulator in a casual sense. Um, you know, something where, okay, you know, I download, I download, download this, I spend 50, 60 bucks on this, I'm checking this out. Oh, hey, wouldn't it be really cool if I could learn something from this, and then maybe if I get good at this, maybe, maybe it'll be worth my while to try a flight lesson. Um, to me, that should be the goal. That should be the focus of a flight simulator. Get someone from the point of, oh, airplanes don't care, to, oh, airplanes, that's kind of cool. I think I'm kind of curious now. Um, I think that is what this product could have done um, had they done it differently. Um, but uh, as it is, um, not worth your time, even for free. Um, and that's really saying something. So, again, if you don't want to take my word for it, go ahead and check it out. Um, it's, uh, found at MicrosoftFlight.com. Uh, like I said, it's free. They give you more if you, uh, sign in with Windows Lives. Uh, Windows Live. Um, how much that's worth, I don't know. Um, and apparently you can download the flight ha handbook as well. Um, something I didn't take the time to do because, eh, I figured I'm an experienced gamer. I don't need to do that. Um, so anyway, that's my take on Microsoft Flight. Um, uh, quite disappointed. Um, but then again, uh, I wasn't expecting much, so I don't know how you can be disappointed when you weren't expecting much. I don't know. Uh, this isn't a fair review by any sense of the word, but, um, it is my thoughts, ideas, and opinions on Microsoft Flight. So, I told you I'd do that. I did that. Um, hey, I make good on a promise. Isn't that good? That's a positive thing, right? Alright, so, uh, if you have comments, questions, feedback, suggestions, you can email it to me. The email address is nicnacjak at gmail.com. November Ineo Charlie, November Alpha Charlie, Juliet Alpha Kilo, at gmail.com and you can also support the podcast it's a good thing to do you can check out the podcast page and support me there through the paypal button the address is nicnacjak.lipson.com and uh, click on the paypal button there on the right hand side of the page that's one way to support me another way to support me is to go to nicholasjackson.bandcamp.com that's November Indio Charlie, Oscar Lima Alpha Sierra, Juliet Alpha Charlie, Kilo Sierra, Oscar November and buy my music. And uh, either way, you will be supporting my endeavors in the podcast, and that'll be a great thing, too. Uh, and if you have jobs available, let me know about that, too. All sorts of things you can let me know about. Interact with me. Uh, let me know what's going on. Until uh, next time, stay safe, stay sane, happy railroading, happy landings. Bye.